1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
0: Horns up! Talking Texas podcast. Josh Fisher, Alexander, Tossman, Rockasopoulos, DJ Nikki, Snacks, Crutter, and the Quan Cosby. We're here to talk some Texas football. It's a bye week, so get your horns up, cause here we go. <laughs> Horns up talking Texas podcast before we hopped on the mic live toss wanted us to air it out, which ironically was something we did a little too much of in our <laughs> last game against Oklahoma state. And we have to get into that. We have to look at that game. We have to look at the season as a whole, because now is a point of reflection, we have to look at the season coming up and now reason realistically now that the playoff, any chance the playoff is dashed our big 12 chances now are in serious trouble and we need a lot of things to happen, which ultimately probably was the biggest goal for the season. We now have to look at the season in a more realistic lens. And we do want to get into the Oklahoma state game, which had some, had some unfortunate moments. I would say for me though, to start, there's a little, it was as frustrating as it was. I'm a little relieved. In the sense that now we can be more honest with ourselves of where we're at and to look at that we're eight games in and have already tallied our total wins from last year. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Like it could be a lot worse. The only the biggest downside I would say for me in looking at these games is in an Oklahoma State game. You're up going into the fourth quarter. You're up at halftime. You're on the road. This is by no means an
2: easy game. We knew going into this was was a tough game. Yeah, number 11 team in the nation. Exactly. That's
3: that's the thing no one's talking about. They were ranked higher and were on the road. Us being favored was a little far-fetched, a little presumptuous. Well, us being favored because they thought Sanders wasn't going to play. Yes. We all thought that, and that's the only reason we were favored.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest – I'll throw some numbers out at you guys, and these are the biggest concerns, just kind of narrowing in on that game. Our third down – they weren't uber-efficient in third down. They didn't go for a single fourth down play, thank God, because you know how that would have gone. Yeah. Our third down, we were 3 of 17, which wow. was piss poor. We were 19 of 49 in the air. The biggest discrepancy for me and having been up the entire game, we ran for 204 but we rushed 32 times Roshan we were and I and Nick were talking recently about it Roshan was pretty much expunged from the game from the running from a running standpoint we ran the ball 32 times to our 49 passes in a game where we predominantly led and then the ultimate which you know what and I never I, I don't think I do this I don't think we I don't think on the show we as a Quadrant force as a foursome (laughs) quartet. quartet, I don't want to go there. Thank you. (laughs) Quartet as a as a quartet. Don't really do this very often, but I just can't wrap my head around the fact that we had 14 penalties for 119 yards. And they had as many penalties as we, as a quartet had on Saturday, a big fat zero. I can't understand how that, how that worked. I can't wrap my head around it. Um, but those are some really glaring numbers to look at. And I know we gave 41 points, but by all, by all intents and purposes, in my eyes, I actually found the defense played pretty solid and got some stops on third down here and there. And this is a very potent, especially offense. in the second half. Yeah. And a very, for a very potent offense on their home field. Um, and it's just, again, I'll give you guys the floor, you know, of course, but like it, for me, it was just a culmination in the I, fact that I'm never upset by the loss as much as I am upset by how we lose.
3: Yeah, and, and, I, and I want to speak, you brought that up. I very, very rarely talk about penalties um, mm. and refs publicly. No, but on the scenes, I'm like, and I go back to Nebraska leaving the conference. I go back to a leaving the conference, and I've talked to plenty of their fans, and they're like, oh, dude, we got hoes all year. And those schools, I'm like, eh, sure, whatever, especially the Aggies. They find something Mm -hmm. to whine about, which, by the way, as much as we're upset, we're not in that position. They're in way worse shape right now. That thing is maybe sinking um, in the Jimbo space. And they owe them 98, 96, 94, something 90 plus million dollars. But 14 to zero. and, and, And again, I don't even talk about social media very often, but I said it. I've been a part of a team that had the perfect season. We 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 beat Ohio State at home. We beat USC in California, basically at home. We had the perfect season. We beat a team seventy to three, and had probably seven penalties. I we have never no 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 that was a uh, Colorado in the Big Twelve. Championship. Oh, gotcha. In the Big Twelve championship, we beat them in the oh. Big Twelve championship seventy to three and had penalties. So to for any team on the planet to have zero come on guys like this is getting a little suspicious it's like in 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 every game i i i laugh because the teams that don't like us oh Texas get all the calls i'm like are oh, you even paying attention
2: yeah so by the contrary
3: i'll say that on that but a few things to talk about in re-watching the game <clears throat> The thing that's happening in Austin a lot on talk radio is we should have pulled Quinn. We should have put Hudson. I'm going to be real, man. I'm still struggling with that. I don't know that we should have pulled Quinn. I do feel like we should have ran the ball more.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: You got a lead on that level. When you have Bijan, you have Roche, you have these guys absolutely balling. I do feel like we should have ran more screens that are a lot easier passes if the guy's off. I do feel like there's plays to be run. That will make it easier than our norm, right? But I'm gonna be honest; I still am not there with kind of the local media saying they should have pulled him because that was the guy's first road game. The other ones we've seen Card. I love Card as a person. I think he's a great dude. I think he's a pretty good player. But when we lost the tech, you were saying we should have put. We we wish Quinn was healthy. And so it's, it's like it's a lot to unwrap, you know, to figure out in that game. But like y'all started off with, we beat their butt in the first half because we were running all over their ass. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have liked to seen a lot more of that versus 50 passes from a guy that pass one was off. Yeah. And you that's what, kind of my two cents.
2: I think there's a lot of armchair Head coaches out there, yeah, especially Longhorn Nation. Good yeah, old. it's yeah. Texas; we were used to it. But I, I resonate with what you said. I was telling Josh this during the game, um, well after the game, that they should have gotten more screens. They should have gotten more, more swing passes. They should have got more slant routes so Quinn can find his groove more. Because the game plan just looked like air it out. Maybe Ro- maybe uh Xavier will be down there and he'll run under the ball. And he threw. Overthrew Xavier so many times. His completion yeah. percentage was thirty nine percent. I wow. mean, that is staggeringly low. It was even like worse there was when he was targeting Xavier, he
0: was four.
3: Right, and, and like, oh, he had about, so many targets. We're yeah, talking about the wind too,
2: right? Like, but span, Sanders figured it out with the wind, right? Like, our kickers were able to kick with the wind. Their kicker, our kicker, he the their kicker missed one field goal. Ours like you're telling it. me that, yeah, exactly. So like you're telling me that like Quinn can't make a, an easy throw. I mean, he missed he missed Xavier multiple times that are wide open. We had touchdowns that were taken away, basically. And then to your point on the referees, I mean, I was thinking about this to myself, that those referees work for the Big 12. Like, with OU and Texas leaving, it's like taking money out of their pockets almost.
3: Bro, that is taking money out of their pockets. Before they got those other teams, they were like, they, what we're we talking about now with the Pac-12, we're like, is that league going to be a league? That same conversation. Was happening in the in the big twelve yep
2: it's like the uh the employee that put in its two weeks notice and the boss gives them the crappy shifts to finish out the rest of their work schedule
0: yeah like are they gonna do the good work or not like probably that's what the time where they you know lick a couple stamps and uh, mail the old boy <laughs> and,
2: yeah. yeah uh
0: yeah.
1: yeah I mean i I texted you guys I think after the game Quinn hadn't attempted more than Hundred passes this season. Going into that game, he is still he's a redshirt freshman. He has not played a lot of college football. He was an incredible quarterback in high school. We know that from his composite rankings. We know that because he played at South Lake Carroll. But he has to learn a lot on the field, and I think that was pretty evident to me. I felt like I know we've we've praised him for his pro style throws, the arm angles, the deep ball. Um, you know, being able to touch passes, the laser, all of it, it's all there. I think he I think he didn't push himself enough to create for himself. He stayed in the pocket a lot that game. And our big boys up front gave him a lot of time. They also gave mm-hmm. him a lot of gaps in lanes that were available for him to run. Which he you had, saw at
3: the end of the game when he got the penalty.
1: Right. And he had one carry. He had one carry. I wish, I, I hope that Sark sees some of this and and pushes Quinn to, you know, get him out of the pocket more, get him mobile, use his legs, utilize him as a threat there, and there'll be less pressure for him to nail every single throw that he makes when he's between the t- when he's in the tackle box. That was one thing I, I'd like to see him kind of take a step forward and and you know, in the games ahead and grow from. Um, because he he does have great legs. Like he can. He can really use him as much as Hudson can run. So can Quinn. We've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. He's got that initial burst that guys in the NFL that we love so much—you can throw and run. He's got that. He's got that skill set. I also, I would have, you know, you mentioned Roshan had five carries, but he had seventy something yards on the ground, right? He had a thirty-plus <laughs> yard run, 52-yarder, 52-yarder, fifty-two yarder, fifty-two yards. for Tesso. Yeah. So I, I think I'd love to going forward see him and Bijan both get work early, so that it's not 20 carries in the first half for Bijan. And then at that point, like we don't want to give him an, another 20 carries in the second half. Cause we're worried about overworking this kid. You have two very competent running backs. Obviously most of the, Ru- the rushes should go to Bijan. They should go Bijan's way, but get him involved, get Roshan involved early, get Keelan involved early, who we all love. Um, sure. You have so many talented playmakers on this team. Like it's tough, right? Like there's so many, you almost like there's almost too many mouths to feed at a certain point but I just felt like we got into the second half and I could see the coaches saying, look, we've already run Rochon. We've already run Bijan, excuse me, 20 plus times this game. And if you're not willing to commit and run them 40 times in a game, then, you know, you have to change things prior to the third and fourth quarter to account for that. Well, I
0: didn't think you need to run them and you teed up Nick for his boy Keelan who Nick that you were, you that was like one of the first things you said coming into, you know, uh, the Monday morning quarterback session in the in the office, not to steal your thunder, was why didn't we get Keelan involved more? And you bring up the sw- first of all, you bring up the swing pass, and you know, give a quick shout out to my old man. He literally had texted me, "Why can't we swing it to Bijan in the flat? Like, why can't we just do that?" And moments later, he did that. Boom, touchdown. Like, and I th- th- certain things like yeah, there are a lot of mouths to feed. It's a great point, but I look at our personnel. Bijan had one reception. Jordan Whittington had
3: one reception. Well, oh, I have a big problem with that. Exa- yeah, please, Q. Yeah, well, two things. One, I want to play devil's advocate. Go for it. Because we, I, I, I also said, why don't we run more in the second half? But what if Oki State made the adjustment and loaded the box and had man on man, which man, man, we should murder man to man. But th- this is where, on one hand, I'm trying to play devil's advocate on the other one. You freaking killed it because Worthy is not the only man beater. When I rewatched that game, Jordan Whittington is murdering the man out there. Like, the dude is so wide open on so many plays. And I'm just like, that's when it goes back to our QB being young. Because for some reason, it, it, for the first time, it looked like he was predetermining where he was going with the ball. And 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 that's clearly going to be a problem um, in, in so many layers in so many ways. And so, the, I I do feel like they loaded the box and said, "Hey, where we were saying, hey, we saw he was off from the, from the first throw. I think Gundy and his crew was like, we are not going to let Bijan and Roshan and Keelan beat us. We're going to load the box. We're going to have eight in the box, seven, eight in the box." we're going to make this freshman throw the ball on the road. Mm. And he did clearly He threw it 49 times, but it didn't work out for us. So I guess more of the thoughts about that piece of it is as easy as it sounds as far, but if we're outnumbered outnumbered in the box every time, that's not going to work. You have to make certain adjustments, but that's when I go back to easier throws, Mm -hmm. short crossing routes. Yes. Um slants. Which is
0: Whittington's MO. He, he would have he, had that's MO.
3: the ball and let him get Yeah, Jay Witt. Well, I'm not saying he's Bijan with the ball, but Jay Witt is very good at making guys miss. Giving the ball at four yards down, he's probably gonna make someone miss and get 16, 17, 20, house yep. it. And
2: that's so Keelan that's too.
3: that's Keelan too. You're exactly right.
2: Every time Keelan touches the ball, or every time Keelan's even in on a play on special teams. Oh, he, he, makes, he makes a huge play. I don't know why he's not on the field more. Yeah. Yeah, he's a stud. Like There's no
0: like Winnington, like a wise man once said, he's like a Thunder Percy Harvin. And I, I think that was, a, I thought yeah. that was a great. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that, I was like me. That. that was me. That was me many moons ago. I you, that was like one of our first shows we did together mm-hmm. way back in the way back. Well, in and then the, Billingsley
3: the and Sanders. Now, Sanders yeah. just grew up with the drop at the end. But Billingsley made a play. I mean, to y'all's point, we have some dudes out there. Yeah, Billingsley's but those dudes getting worked
2: are, in. Yeah, this but those always, dudes, for yeah. me, kind of just goes back to, and correct me if I'm wrong, This, give me your opinion here, Q. I think that Sark needs to stop calling the plays. I think that he needs to let an offensive coordinator completely focus on the offense. So he can look at the whole construct of our team, right? Because if when the offense is off the field then his mind is checked into the rest of the game and okay, let's, what are we doing on defense? There's not a ton of time for him to prepare and make those uh, in-game corrections. Right. And you talk about it in the locker room too, right? You only have so much time to make your adjustments with the offense. Then you got to go over to special teams and you got to go over to the defense when you're the head coach let an offensive play caller come in there and that's be his only job. I mean, you're the head coach of a huge university. I don't yeah. know many head coaches these days that call the plays.
3: If I'm being real about one that's done it successfully, everyone wants to kind of anoint Lincoln Raleigh as the one guy that's really successful. And by the way, he, um <clears throat> some people are questioning even the, the Utah game. They like, they, they're like, some of those calls were really suspect. Ie USC also leaving that conference, but I actually have not thought about that. I will be very real about that. I do feel like there are certain roles. I do feel like UT has enough going on that it's really damn hard to be both. Yeah, like it is really hard to be both. You know, some people touted Coach Brown as the CEO. By the way, Nick Saban is the goat. He's not calling plays. He's not saying I'm. I'm. I'm so good. I'm the. I'm the guru. I, see, Nick was like, I don't need to be the guru. I'm going to bring gurus in, and we're just going to kick everybody's ass and win championships all the time. But and sorry, I'm going to make more money a guru, than anybody though.
0: else. I, he, you're right. He, But he he then needs to find the guy
3: that he can trust. Exactly. He, but it's, hey, not, it's hey, a lot easier hey, said than done. Hey. Applewhite, you know, I think they'd be pretty damn good together.
0: I mean, you just need to run his offense.
3: Yeah. You don't have to do you that. Know,
0: he has he, the offense.
3: He, he can have every ounce of influence whatsoever, but have a full-time, full-time guy. And <clears> by the way, you're the head dude. You got that mic. If you have a play that you think is going to be the perfect play call, call the plays 20% of exactly. the time, except for a hundred percent of the time.
2: Exactly. He's got full say, right? At the end of the day, it's his team. There's got, I mean, look, there's probably hundreds of analysts that have coached under him in his career. Right. There's probably a handful, dozens of coordinators that he's had with that he's coached with, position coaches that probably could do this job as well to understand his system that he trusts. Maybe it's time to go after one of those guys that has proven some success without him, that still knows the philosophy. Bring him over as the offensive coordinator for the Texas Longhorns. Who's gonna turn down that position? No one. Yeah. Hey, no. We're, saying, I mean, we're paying him a million
1: bucks. I mean, you look at you look at San Francisco, right? And McDaniel now is the head coach for the Dolphins. He was an incredible offensive coordinator for the 49ers, under one of the best offensive-minded head coaches in the NFL for tar, Undoubtedly. It's yeah, it's it's not necessarily it's never just one guy, right? And look who Sabin brings in. Look who's the offensive coordinator there. Look who's the defensive coordinator there. Look what their experience is, their resumes. So I I'm with it. Like I think, I think obviously like what we do on offense in certain games is truly spectacular and so much of that is coming from sark's mind i definitely think that all four of us are on the same page in the sense that we we believe in sark we've oh yeah we, we ride with sark and he's our and, guy yeah all it's, week it's, it's it. a shame that like you know one of these type of losses happens to us again and people come out of the woodwork and and they just immediate reactions obviously you're emotional you say things you don't necessarily always mean them. sometimes you do um q you got hey, into it. Yeah,
3: on, A on guy Twitter. who, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you got kudos, into a Twitter barb? Let's talk about that. Yeah, kudos please. to him, dude. He came back and said, okay, maybe I overreacted a little bit. He, he absolutely said that. He tweeted it out. And, of course, the court of public opinion, he, he got hammered for that, too. Oh, you're oh, back. Yeah. No, it, it, he went back and watched the film. I was like, holy shit, Quinn never misses his pass. He actually is that because he was like, oh, is Sark at the guy? I do think Sark is the guy. And I what I said was this wasn't a true head coaching problem or even an offensive coordinator problem. This was an execution problem. And it and, and the plays were there. For the life of me, I don't know why Quinn was that off. I I, I it's damn near freaky for what we've seen him do. But he was. So, and so my argument was it me personally y'all know me by now i think my job as a player was to make coaches right in a lot of situations colt throw that bitch up it's a 50 50 ball I, I i need to catch that i need to make them right the coach looks good the quarterback looks good everybody looks good i took pride in making when the ball was thrown my way making the play and unfortunately that just wasn't the way it went down Last Saturday, well, it
1: clearly, obviously, the the throws were errant, right? The passes were errant themselves, yeah. but I also felt like it was it was pretty apparent that they were not always on the same page. And I'm talking specifically with with Quinn and Worthy. Q, if you're yeah. in, if you're in the locker room at halftime, from a receiver standpoint, what do you what are you saying to your guy? I don't know if it's because I don't know if his his confidence was shaken, Quinn, or uh you know if they had a bad week of practice or something or like things just weren't working they, obviously we talked about the wind and that's having an effect. There's all these added factors, but what are you saying to your to your QB to kind of get them focused and get them back on the same page? Because obviously if you're both if you're not so talking what, to each other and you're giving yeah. each other the cold shoulder it only gets worse. Oh right? and
3: I hope that's not the case. So yeah one I go back to this and I'll tell y'all a prime example. Yeah. And that's why I say it's an execution situation. Um My last catch of my career, I caught that play. I caught the ball at the Fiesta Bowl with Ohio State. And so they actually ran zero blitz in the first half. And Colt threw the ball to Brandon Collins. Brandon Collins was great for us. But Brandon Collins got a little scared because he was going in the middle. And the blitz beater was a slant, which is actually what I ran. And both inside guys were to run slants, beat the safety, boom. There's nobody behind but the, in the first half, he threw it to Brandon Collins. He got scared. A guy coming. Brandon Collins missed the ball. We didn't get the first down. We had to punt. So at halftime, I had a little conversation with Colt. I was like, bro, really? I was like, we literally watched this on film, and we said if they run zero blitz, we're going to absolutely murder them if they do that. And then you're going to go to Brandon Collins' side? <laughs> and Colt was, again, laughing, and he was like, I-, I got a cue. I got a cue. So they didn't run that blitz again until 26 seconds left. So the reason I say it's execution is because it's the same play. It's the same blitz. On one, Colt made the decision to go to the freshman. On the next one, he made the decision to go to the senior. We caught the ball. We win the game. We all look like heroes. But it's the same freaking situation. So where everybody's getting on a Sark's butt, I'm like, you can call the right play and have them very prepared but where they go with the ball, you can't control sometimes. No. And so that's why I say it's an execution thing. But you got a red shirt freshman versus a red shirt junior and Colt and a 26 year old senior and me. And so that's where it's going to be growing pains.
2: Yeah. Right. From that yeah. standpoint. And, like, and
3: that's what we continue to forget. And you started even earlier, Josh. Not that we're some moral victory guys, but we are already at the amount of wins we had last year. And I do truly think we're gonna grow in this bye week and win at least a couple, if not three, maybe it would be so freaking awesome if we won out. But I do know that we can win every game going forward. We right. can win every matter. game that we play
0: this year. Every
1: game we, really we could to
3: like beat Bama, we could beat everybody on the planet. Yeah, but that's a whole nother conversation. I don't I don't think
1: to be honest, when at the very beginning, when you said <laughs> we were only favorites in this game because Sanders was not supposed to play. I don't think that's true. I think if he played and he was healthy, we still would have been favored by one or two points, but I like,
3: I'm going to tell you why I said that is because look at our road record. Our road record. It's awful. Horrible. It is horrible. In the last four to five years, we might win. Say that's 20 games. I think we've lost like 12, 13, 14 of those games on the road. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only reason I say that. I do feel like we have a better team, better players, better coaching staff, and all the above. But for some reason, and that's what I want to get into, is the psyche of our players right now on the road when they're hated. At home, our crowd's gotten crazier. They're awesome. We talked about it last podcast and a few more. But on the road, I'm fascinated at the especially second half anxiety we're getting and ultimately pissing down our leg. And that's why I say that when I circled Okie state, when I circled K state, when I circled all these road games, we have the same guys that kick butt that absolutely went toe to toe and should have beat Bama. But on the road, I do not know what's going on. It is a whole nother level of anxiety. That's just not being, I, I can't put, yeah. We loved it. The it's a bad, super bad case of being homesick. It is, dude. It's so freaking weird. We love, we love DKR, but being hated on the road, oh, it, it was center just. We we loved. We wanted to shut them up, kick their butt, and I just don't see that. Whereas yeah. when we wanted it, these guys seem to. I just don't embrace it on the level that we did. It's almost like Twitter bullies, social media people coming at them, and them just kind of getting in a fetal position. They continue to crumble on the road, and that's psychological. They're still phenomenal athletes, phenomenal people, but psychologically on the road, we have massive issues, and that's not a coaching problem. Sark's the same guy he was at home against Bama. He's the same guy he was the next game. same guy he was this year versus Oklahoma, last year versus Oklahoma when he gave it up. But the inconsistency, we keep changing coaches. What is the difference? We have yeah. to find a way to get over that psychologically. I almost equate it with a catcher, a phenomenal catcher who can't throw it back to the pitcher. He's the same guy who balls out that other he, he was a golden glove catcher and now he has a mental block that he can't even throw it back to the pitcher. That effect. That's I mean, what I'm putting. I'm almost putting it in that, that same mindset as far as what we are the second half on the rope.
1: I watched that in the Astros. The Astros were playing the Yankees. I watched Maldonado, the Astros catcher. I think it was the last game where they, where they sealed the deal and, and swept them. They eventually ended up winning that game, but they were up four three and the Yanks came back in an inning and tied at four, four because Maldonado, the catcher, he could not, he could not catch the ball. Dude. It kept popping out of his glove again and again and again, and eventually, you know what's you know what's in his psyche. It's it's in his psyche. It's, it's I am going to drop this ball. Oh, on that's one, the only thing he's thinking two, about. That's
3: all he's thinking about.
1: Yeah. So on one hand, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is
3: why I nerd out on sports. But damn it, I don't need it to be my team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can literally, <laughs> yeah. I can
2: literally it's been our team what, for too long.
3: It, dude, was it dude. Johnny Cueto against the Pirates? Now
0: I'm geeking as well. I was like Johnny Cueto against the Pirates, where he was so loud in Pittsburgh that he had to step off the mound he balked and he he was maybe a balk and neck next the next play he gave up a home run like you knew like yeah. he was like totally like out of his like they threw his rhythm off like he was so toast i think for us with things like i i want to see the defense continue to take steps but yeah. so i think we have like i really think by and large our defense outside of the tech game and I'll give them a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. Our offense absolutely flatlined in the second half of that game. And they were on the field for God knows how long. And that does play a factor. Like our defense has grown since last year. I which mean, it was such a, which is such a knife in the thigh, a thorn in the thigh.
1: Like, Dio was so Dio was great in this game. He, he, was, he shows yeah. he's been showing up. I think, you know, I, I thought really, the DBs were everywhere. I thought they were swarming. Yeah. They were, they were, Tons of PBUs. We like, don't
2: miss a lot of tackles like we used to. It's
1: the best 41
0: point loss right. on the defensive side. Well, we I've did, ever
3: seen. Well, I, true, but I think we had like 20 some. First game, we had 20 some missed tackles. We actually yeah. had 20 some missed tackles this game. So, yes, in theory, I do feel like our defense is way better and we have been and all that. But that kind of factors into showing a little bit.
2: There was yeah, that but, one run.
1: But ultimately, you're not giving your defense a, a real shot when. You have thirty incompletions in this game, and that every single one stops right. the clock. Bro, you that, know? Long,
2: like, that game was so long; it was over four hours long. And I was I like, looking "That first at half was like, was like two oh hours,
1: hours and
0: forty minutes." It was, it was crazy. I was Dude, so hammered by the third quarter. I'm about to
3: say, I fell asleep right after this game, fellas, and I probably needed to, but I fell asleep for a long time because it was such a long game. I mean, but- I was, I was so hammered
0: after this game that I ate lunch and dinner like pretty in the same in like the
2: same time window it was and a like- pretty pretty bad weekend of sports for me because i'm a padres fan q so right after oh. that loss i had to go watch the padres lose and then they lost the next day and i'm a chargers fan they lost but oh. the one one glimmer of hope that came out of this weekend that i want to get into because yeah, we're talking God. about airing it out yeah our boy sam ellinger is a starting quarterback in the nfl yes man. how are we feeling
3: it's so i, I want to tell y'all about this because it goes back to um and I'm sure he's cool with this conversation. Yeah, I remember Sam came to Texas OU. And I'm looking down because I, I shot him a text. And uh, and, and I was like, man, good to see you. You need to come to a home game. And um, and so I, when I went down there and I was talking, we were talking about it, talking to CDC and all those crazies down there. I was like, bro, what the hell? When is that going to give you? I mean, bro, you were literally the number one quarterback in preseason. And he laughed. He's like, you know what, dude? I just want to shop, man. He's like, I can't wait. He's like, you know, there's been kind of close deals where I, I, I can get a shot and I really want a shot at um, starting and, and showing what I can do. I said, man, I agree. Like, I don't, I don't know how they don't give you one. I, Matty Ice has a decent history, but, dude, you balled out. MVP. The team freaking responds when you're in there. And so, then, boom, we get the information. And I, first thing I do, I was like, there's that shot, baby. I was like, let's go get them. And he put yes, sir, with the strong emoji and said, I'm so damn fired up. So kudos to Sam.
0: I'm, oh, I'm starting my fantasy league. <laughs> Dude, I didn't keep... get him in a fantasy league. They, I'm in a two QB league where all my quarterbacks are just absolutely out for the year. And he, <laughs> I mean, it's, I was like going into the and like, we're riding Trey Lance, boys. That was a very <laughs> short, unfortunately, short lived, uh, you know. Saying the thing was, I got it. I'll send you the tweet. Q. One of our boys in the office, who's like covers college football, like is like into recruiting. He's sitting over. He like, actually you can look at him right now. He's like on about how Ellinger sucks. And I'm like,
2: dude, what you? you yeah, he's, like, he's a glorified fullback. I'm like, come on. I man. was
3: like, the guy.
2: He's like, he's like, you're who, not getting any. Did the
3: dimes he was throwing in preseason?
2: Right. Yeah.
0: First of all, like, yes, I'm not even worried about his arm. Here's the thing I know about Sam. And he brought up, he, in his argument, brought up Jalen Hurts. Like, I'm glad he brought up Jalen Hurts because that's the exact guy I'd love to look at. The thing about Jalen Hurts, does he have a Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes arm pound no. though? Does Sam? No. No. Does Sam always? They were times as Texas fans, and we've been on both sides of the coin. We are watching a game, and I'll point to that Texas Tech game way back, maybe two, two years ago, where we had the onside kick and all of that where Sam Ellinger willed that game to the end and won us that game.
3: That where a guy, like or Jalen, the game.
0: a guy like Jalen Hurts, that before we knew you? That must have been before we knew you. Jesus, that's wild. Like yeah. knew you personally, yeah. obviously. Um, a, You know, the guy like Jalen Hurts may not be the best thrower in the NFL, but he will will. The, the he's, a he's, the, well, the, he's the ultimate competitor. Win, baby, win. He and Bama led them. He Tua gets credit for the national championship game, but he got him there. And then he stayed with the team. The ultimate team player stayed with the team for Bama. Came in on that SEC championship game when Tua got knocked out, wins in that game, goes to OU as a winner there. Sam is a competitor and a winner. And I wish there was some metric to measure that. There's not, but I know when he is in the game, that he gives them a more dynamic chance. What Matty Ice Noodle Arms.
1: Q as a as a wide receiver or you know talking with like the big boys and same thing for you nick what is the what's the one play a quarterback can make that gets guys on his side better than any other play
2: i mean it kind of just depends i mean for me like it's not like even like one specific play it's kind of just like a string of good passes right like if he's just five for five, five for five, six for six, seven for seven, just in one drive, like, that's pretty electric. Obviously, if you're a running quarterback and you're breaking multiple tackles, like, that's electric. But, I mean, I guess the deep ball, too, like, being able just to just throw a dime and just drop it right in there.
1: I, I guess I I made the assumption that, like, from a from a macro standpoint, from, like, winning a team over, like, I look at a guy like Josh Allen, who I think it's fair to say that the entire locker room loves that guy. And because one thing... What-
3: he pulls what? the ball down, he jumps over a guy, he makes yep. that run. It's a broken play. He runs it for Truck 20 yards else. and he balls out and he and, gets up fired up. That's and right. I feel
1: like he I feel like he puts it, he puts it all on the line for his for his team, right? He's not he's not sitting in the pocket being like, you know, where's the flag? Where's the roughing the passer? Like, I'm the quarterback, you can't touch me, stuff like that. It's so
3: that's when you ask that question, that's all I was thinking about. I was like, it's really a mindset. It's 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 the way. You, it's funny because, unfortunately, I don't use this as much because it's been so overused. But it's a swagger. It's, it's, it's a certain QB swagger. And as much as Brady is the, the goat, unfortunately, Brady's losing that a little bit.
2: Yeah, and we know our boy Sam's got it.
3: Sam has it. Sam is a competitor. He's a winner. He has an edge. I'll tell you another dude. A lot of people hated Baker early on. I actually didn't mind early Baker. Because I saw it as a chip, and I saw him making plays in a swag issue. Now, no, Baker's just <laughs> – he's different. I think he's, right? got, was, a, he's got a – he's a bit of a head case. He's got a I think block. he got was, hurt. Lately, and I... it's, it, it's it's a different piece. And by the way, Brady had that swag. For, Brady's going to forever be the GOAT because of all that he's always done. But it all – everything's come to an end. That's the way it works. But I think to your point with Allen to Pat Mahomes, when they put the camera on them, never seem worried. Everybody on the freaking team, offense, defense, special teams, and fan base say the look he has in his eye is what I want my leader to be. So I even take it, it's, it's playing, it's throwing, it's, it's a leadership ability. It's that dude, it's, it's Allen, it's why they're balling, it's Pat, it's why they're right. balling. And we all know, you go back to as crazy as it seems during Sam's era, it almost talks even more to kind of the situation he was in. The games he willed them, even to being close in, the games he will in to have the, you know, to beat George in the Sugar Bowl. That dude, to y'all's point, is gonna give you a chance to win football. He's gonna prepare the best way. He's gonna be tough as hell, tough as nails. He's going to outwork everyone. He's gonna outprepare everyone. And he's gonna try to run somebody over to get you fired up. Because that's what he does, yeah. and so that little kind of swag piece to it, the leadership aspect of it, dude, that's what got me fired up. I mean, it, he's it's a- funny. Cole could throw the hell out of the ball, but Cole took off running and made the right play at the right time. It wasn't about me him throwing it to me. It was about him getting us four, three to four more plays.
1: He's a he's a <laughs> from a running quarterback standpoint. Like Sam is a diver, not a slider. Exactly. You know? yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah, lowering and, his shoulder. And I watched, I like watched the for contact. Yeah, you know?
1: exactly. I watched the Cardinals play that one game. And at the very end of the game, Kyler slid and was short of the first down marker. Then they, oh, the time management stuff happened. I think this start was like it. Two, or, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, and I know, like, you got you know,
2: to pick and choose, obviously.
1: Of course, of course.
3: But yeah, when but push comes to shove, he's always
1: been a baseball player in a football. Yeah, 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 yeah. He runs I mean, out of
3: bounds with one yard to go. He slides I early. He's
1: I,
2: I will say ball. that, Sam is made for the nfl i think that he's gonna he's gonna take the most of his opportunities he's got the best receiver she's ever gonna have you know Pittman's a great wide receiver he's got paris campbell out there you know there's, there's some some really good receivers He's got jonathan taylor to to give the rock to i really believe that the shift in the nfl to these athletic style quarterbacks like lamar like josh allen like jalen hurts like all these guys that's what Sam kind of is, right? If he can work on his accuracy a little bit, which they'll do for him, of course. Like yeah. Jalen, his accuracy has gone way up since he entered the league. He might be okay. So he, he better make most of his opportunity. I know he's- he Well, worse.
3: and I think he did in the preseason, dude. He he was, again, percentage, per, uh, completion percentage, QB rating. That wasn't about him running the ball. That was about him, and he's completing it with not always the starters. And some could say, well, he was going against this. He's going, no, dude, at the end of the day, my little man plays freaking flag football and you got to complete the ball wherever you are, who against you can. And he was doing it in a very high level. And at the time he got in pretty early. There was a time where he started actually. Cause I thought I was like, we all, I think we even talked about, I was like, damn, is Sam going to actually start over Matty Heights? Cause he got some yeah. very early play time in the first, in the first half or for the first half. And he's still balled out. So I, I think at the end of the day, their coach knows what's up. Their coach is like, we've seen what we've seen. We know who we paid. I know that NFL is political as it gets, but I'm sorry, dude. We actually are in a position, especially in this division. Where we get the right guy in there, we win this division. Well, yes. We have a chance to make the playoffs. 100%. But also, that's the thing you got to look at. They're making this decision at a time that they want
2: to make the playoffs. 100% that. But also, Frank Reich could be coaching for his job right now. So if he strikes gold, putting Sam in, he looks like a genius. Yeah.
3: Which he's says a lot numbers. for how what do he thinks about Sam.
2: Right, he's li- he's literally letting his career ride on Sam Allinger right now. I he,
1: look, you know what? I worst... would. He's that yeah. type of dude. I'm
3: gonna be honest. He's. I think I, we he's can. That al- type of dude to me. 100.
1: In the same way that when Colt steps steps in as a starting quarterback, as he has, he's been called to his entire NFL career. Guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's out of the league now, like Sam is one of those guys where if he wins this first game against the Commanders none of us are going to be surprised, especially, not, especially no. not these four guys looking at each other right now. But like, that's
0: the, that's the tumble. when Joe DeLeon De well.
1: yeah, whatever. He can kick rocks.
0: That's like, that's like the snowball <laughs> effect though. He's going to, he gets one win under his belt. You know, that's what the, his confidence, the, it's all, he, he just needs an inch, dude. He's, taste, a, and that's all. he's like, you know, he reminds me of like in a certain way at the, his floor Gardner Minshew. And Gardner's not the perfect quarterback, and he's not a starting quarterback. But at the same time, a guy like Gard- Gardner Minshew versus a guy like Scott Tolzien or whatever, some of the other backups we've seen come in in the past, a guy like Gardner Minshew comes in, you know, at the very minimum, he'll do whatever it takes to will his way in. You know, he's yep. a backup. Well,
3: he, like yeah, a yeah. backup quarterback old on old a backer. winning
0: team. A backup on a yeah. winning team versus right. a backup on like a team is a big difference.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, so I have, this
3: is the thing we've we've been talking about Texas football, right? We yeah. Were talking about the second half, them semi pissing down their leg. That's not Sam at all. Mm-mm. Sam is literally waking up. I got to keep it PG. He's fired up, <laughs> and, <laughs> yes, and he's like, "Let's freaking go!" And that's what's so freaking cool about what he's going to do, how he's going to prepare, and I'm fired up to see him. I, I think he's going to ball out. Yeah. I, I think we end
1: on a positive. For sure. And I think our guy, Quinn, who we were talking so much about, he should watch this game on Sunday because there's a lot he can learn from. I think he will. There's a lot he can learn from Sam. He should watch Sam's tape from when he was at UT as well, because that is what I'm looking for. Like, instead of throwing it 20 yards out of bounds because, you know, you can get another down and now it's second and 10 or whatever. Okay, but we've got we've got more options. We've got more downs to work with. Take it between the tackles right up the take middle. Take it a run. Hey, game yeah.
3: four yards. Stay ahead of the damn chains. Guess Lovely. what? Because then you're going to have second or third and six versus third and 10. And we all know the data doesn't support the other. And then, last but not least, before we take off, yeah. And this is how crazy it is where we are. And y'all have gotten me to do this. Recruiting has gotten me to do this. Arch is balling out, by the way. Someone said that to me recently. And- dude and, and people are like i don't know he's hype he's this no they're full of crap <laughs> dude good ball i've seen a couple of plays and i'm like ooh let's and, and and the only reason i want to mention that is because as much as our fans are going crazy you know college station is
2: i mean the that channels. ship is
3: titanic ish
2: yeah that jimbo is fish is uh, it is, is it's it sinking.
3: You know, there's somebody that's talking about a great receiver coming here, maybe a lineman or two coming our way. Like Evan Stewart. getting,
0: he's still the revenge it's
3: real oh, over sick. there, dude. Evan and Stewart. they just had to suspend like three other guys, so that ship is rough. Time to show them so how cool Austin spans. is. Texas fans, let's just keep it in perspective, man. Yes, sir. That's, yeah, we, that's a, we, we, we lost some big ones, but we gotta keep it We're in year one and a half. They're in year five plus with an extension, and that ship does not look good. And so, our
0: quarterback was injured. He's still coming back from an injury.
3: Still. It's not like that w- was his first road game in college
0: yeah i mean we lost a receiver a guard to start the year i think things could be a lot worse but we really need this team to respond on another road game at kansas state i'm glad we had this bye week could be the kick in the pants to finish the season strong we'll see you guys next week to cover that game josh fisher Nikki snacks crudder alex Tossman, the rock and of course the Quan cosby horns up we'll see you next i'll go baby welcome, welcome.